Hey everyone, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening. Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Sapporo. We are on episode 78 of the podcast. So thank you, as always, for listening. Make sure you five-star rate, subscribe, review to the podcast, share with your friends and family. This week, we'll talk about the market update and what's in the news. We will also discuss discuss our financial roundtable and finally get to the question of the week. As always, appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy the show. Market update and news. So much to discuss, as always. Uh, currently, we're actually about flat for the day. Market opened up flat. What's happened was the jobless kit claims unexpectedly rose um, last week to about 419,000. It was estimated to come in around 350,000, showing that there's a little bit of softness in the job market. Another area that's really pushing, really driving the market is the variant. We talked about it last week. Talk about the variants ramping up. And there's actually, you're seeing different Republican leaders now come out and say, get the vaccine. They're now coming out and saying on Fox, get the vaccine. I think the biggest thing to me, I, I don't know, but I think they're worried about another shutdown. They're worried about a slowdown in the economy, slowdown in growth, which were obviously bad be bad all around. So they finally come to their senses. That's another thing playing in the market, which is why we saw a large drop off in Tuesday session uh, of the market to start the week, or maybe it was Monday. But, you know, we recovered pretty handily. And I think earnings are showing really strong for second quarter and a lot of companies showing strong earnings. So we're seeing that bounce back every time we have a small, small, small market correction. Um, investors have been spoiled recently. We've been spoiled with stock market performance, incredible uh, performance currently. But um, lots on the horizon as far as the market update. Uh, let's pop into the news. Um, I actually saw this. It was an interesting stat. U.S. life expectancy fell by one and a half years in 2020. This is the steepest drop since World War II. And I think it's thanks in large part, uh, or on thanks in large part, to the coronavirus, Hispanics, three years, Black Americans, 2.9. This is the worst drop, while white Americans' uh, life expectancy fell by only 1.2. So they're living longer than us. Oh, wow. Who's to say we were surprised there? Let's move on to a American CEO, Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, was awarded more stock options in an attempt to keep him around for a few more years. Um, the, the stock options could yield up to fifty million in profits over a ten-year vesting period. And Jamie Dimon is the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, biggest bank in the U.S., biggest, largest bank by market cap. Um, he took over the company. I think it was when he was 50 years old. So it's been, you know, I think he's 65 now, a good 15 years ago. Uh, CEO, he's done a really good job at the company. There's no way you can say he has not done a great job in building into the biggest bank lender in the, you know, in the country. Every time I work with someone and I know that we're linking up in their bank to their Schwab account to get them invested, I know it's usually from Chase because most people in New York use Chase. Most people across the country, a lot of people across the country in major cities use it. Um, so it's really, really interesting to see that. And they obviously want him to stay a little bit longer before he retires. And his net worth is about $2 billion. In other news, we're switching over to ESPN. I think we talked a little bit about the Maria Taylor, Rachel Nichols thing. If we didn't, um, there was a story a few weeks back about Rachel Nichols, who was a longtime ESPN NBA analyst. And she was caught on recording talking about Maria Taylor, who was a black analyst and saying that she didn't want Maria Taylor to take her job um, and be given to um, Maria just because of diversity 
things. And Maria Taylor, whose contract was up this month, has decided to leave ESPN after they couldn't agree on a contract and after she feels, you know, maybe a lot of people internally weren't supporting her and, and weren't really giving her what she was due. And she's reportedly going to NBC to cover the Olympics, but she's leaving ESPN, Disney, um, and, and making that jump. So that's quite interesting to hear about that. And, and you know, we'll see how she does it. Wish her best in her next venture, and we'll see how that goes over there. Let's go to contemporary markets. The art market is at $1.7 trillion, which obviously is a little bit higher than the whole crypto universe. But contemporary art pieces are outpacing the S&P. They're showing uh, over a 20, 15-year period. And it's something that, you know, I'm not that high on as far as these, you know, weird, opaque contemporary art, you know, areas. But it was interesting to see that news. And more news. A lot of hot things going on in the video game market. You're seeing Peloton. You're seeing Netflix get into the mix. They just announced Peloton is racing to the video game biz. Um, they're looking at ways to get into gaming. They're launching an app, in-app video game called Lane Break. Expected to release early 2020. It's looking like a car wheel on Guitar Hero Chord. Um, looking at obstacles, tracks, score rewards. I don't know how well this will do, uh, but you know everyone's seen the gaming market, the virtuality, all these areas is a hot market, and people are trying to find the best ways to insert themselves. That's commercially acceptable. You know, you can make all these cool things, but do people adapt to it, gravitate towards it, buy it? That's the biggest thing. And so we're going to see which companies do it correctly over the next year or two, and which ones grab on and hold on to something. So same news with Netflix. Netflix is also trying to do the same thing as they're, you know, diving into the video game market. Um, and they're showing, you know, Netflix still coming on strong. They reported earnings and I feel like they're undervalued right now, but we'll see as we keep going through back half of their content for the back half of the year is usually stronger have a lot of big blockbuster movies and blockbuster names coming out so so really really interesting to see what happens with that at the beginning of this week the jeff bezos blue origin space flight happened um so there was i think four people to go jeff bezos his brother and wally funk who was the oldest person to ever go to space at 82 years old and Oliver Damien, who's 18, so the youngest person to ever go to space. The space flight was um, really great. It sounded like I watched. I watched it, and the landing, everything went well. Um, Jeff Bezos seemed hyped when he got off the craft and was able to talk to the media and about his experience and something he's been wishing and hoping to do since he was a little boy. Um, and really, you know, this is becoming more of a thing. People are trying to make a commercial. Um, space travel more commercialized, and a lot of these four or five companies in the space that are pushing to become the leader in the space. Um, and, and I think that's you know something to be watched. It's obviously so much more to be done as far as you know safety of it, everything going forward, flights. But this is something that people, especially people that want to spend a lot more on luxury, if you're born on Earth, of course you go to space. And a lot of people that are really really wealthy want to do this. Um, so we'll see more of that in the future. And I saw them on CNBC a little bit. I'm forgetting the name of the CEO, but FTX, which is a crypto derivatives exchange, raises the pri largest private round in crypto history with $900 million raised at an $18 billion valuation. Um, you know, congrats to them. We'll see more about what they do um, in the future. More on the crypto universe. Top U.S. bank, excuse me, a lot more on the financial universe. But more to banking now, top U.S. bank regulators on Tuesday said they were looking to jointly modernize the rules governing how banks lend hundreds of billion dollars annually 
in lower income communities. Um, they want to scrap some rules from the Trump era um, and, and try to look a little bit closer. A lot of these are like, if I'm not mistaken about it, like payday loans, different things for lower income communities, which um, can be harsh for the the borrower because you're paying hundreds of percent in some cases uh, when you need cash liquidated. Um, that's, you know, obviously predatory uh, by some of these companies. So, you know, that's something to be watch out for what happens with that in that area. And it's just something that's going to be highly talked about, I feel like. Um, in SPAC news, well, on SPAC news, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, Bill Ackman was trying to plan to use a SPAC uh, to buy a holding, percentage holding, a universal music group. But after regulators came in and questioned his use of the blank check company model, he decided, you know what, I'm going to scrap that. I'm going to use um, my hedge fund to buy a 10% stake in, 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 instead. Um, and that's actually interesting. I think it's more talks to what's going on in the SPAC universe. Regulators are actually cracking down and said, hey, what is going on in these SPACs? Retail people are getting, you know, holes after they thought they were doing really great. Um, what is actually really going on with these specs? So, you know, you're seeing the crackdown. You saw the crackdown in the first quarter. Um, and there is probably more slowdown that to come. So, I mean, and now looking at Zoom, a company that has been Zooming forward, they're actually looking to buy. They're actually announced the transaction to buy call center software maker 5.9 for a massive 14.7 billion. Um, it's trying to boost its enterprise biz. Zoom is trying to boost its enterprise biz. I think this is a good call. Why? Because you've seen a lot of companies skimp on the high fixed cost of, of customer service. We saw it with Robinhood. You saw it with different areas. These robos, visors, fintech. And Zoom saying, hey, we want to attract bigger accounts. We want to do a good job with the customer service. So we're going to buy this large, massive call center um, and, and do a good job with that. So I think that's, again, smart move on their part um, and something that a lot of other tech-enabled, high-profit margin companies need to look at if it makes sense for their business. And lastly, the opening ceremonies of the Olympics will air tomorrow, which will be Friday, depending on when you're listening. Um, and that'll be awesome. You've seen a lot of, you've seen fans being banned from the stadium and many athletes not arriving into the weekend. Um, so it may not have the same pageantry that we're used to, but nonetheless, will be a great, great event. Um, always fun to watch the Olympics. Next up, we will move over into our finance roundtable, and then we'll get into the question of the week. Our finance roundtable of the week poses an interesting question. Um, I, I think something that I was reading actually about just a CNBC article popped up um, and it was referring to uh, this gentleman. Um, his name is Tull. Um, he is the former CEO of a legendary entertainment, which co-produced a slew of Hollywood blockbusters. Um, he was talking about, you know, his path and, and different things and how he grew his business and, and grew money and all that good stuff. And he actually was able to have a dinner, a lunch with Warren Buffett. And he was talking about, you know, different things. And and Tal Tolko said, you know, he was trying to talk about how he was, you know, be smart enough with things and focus on his business. And Warren Buffett just interrupted him. And he said, you know, Charlie Munger and I always take the reverse view and we say to ourselves, what's the dumb thing you could do here? Um, and I thought that was just a light bulb. I thought that was just an interesting question to me. 
and changing your thinking. Some cases you always think about, Hey, what's do I need to do? What's the smart thing? How do I do this? How do I do that? What are the, what are the downside things? What are the dumb things you can do in certain situations that could apply to anything that you think of that literally could apply to anything that you think of in career and life and finances. So I just wanted to pose that question out there in this round table. Like if you're thinking about it for your career, what's the dumb thing you do, whether it's, you know, if you're someone that's you know, risk averse. It's a dumb thing that you could do is to try to start a business or make a risky career move or, you know, do something that would put you at jeopardy. The same way you can think about the life and finances. What's the dumb thing you do there here? If you're on a great steady path, is a dumb thing you could do try to gamble things away or do things like that are risky that aren't really needed. That's a lot of I see that a lot. Um, so it's a p- question that can be posed for us, but it really has a way of reversing your thinking and thinking of the negative and the downsides and scenarios when we don't think of that. Speaking to myself, obviously, because I always think so positive and optimistically, I always think about the downside in certain situations when needed. Um, it's a great way to help mitigate risk, to help you think differently. Maybe it's a missed opportunity in, in some cases as well. The dumb thing could be not taking an opportunity when given a window. So that's something to think about as well. I thought it was a great way to reverse thinking for people out there trying to think a way to do things. What's the dumb thing to do? Maybe it's not start saving and investing correctly. <laughs> or maybe the dumb thing you do is gamble on things. I've seen it. I saw it in the crypto market. I've seen it in different stocks and penny stocks. People are doing dumb things. So you want to have an opposite time to think and reverse your thinking. Um, nothing in life comes easy. to steady grind to get to your, the areas where you want to do to be, but you know, maybe the dumb thing is not taking that opportunity in that first step. So I thought it was great. I thought it was a great way to reverse thinking and think about things. And hopefully it helps people out there do the same. Question of the week is a long and juicy one. Um, high level. Woman says, I successfully renovated a condo building. My new husband offered to manage my next project, and it all went horribly. Background, the woman had been homeless and comes from a very poor background. She says, through hard work and sheer sacrifice, I was not only able to secure a good job for myself, but I spent my life as a teenager taking care of my entire family. That continued to my mid-30s when I started focusing on myself and trying to secure retirement. I've had to figure out everything on my own. It was quite lonely. After a failed business, uh, I finally found real estate and, divi- and dived right in. It cost me quite a bit, and I met a few bad characters during that time. But overall, I purchased and rehabbed a four-condo unit and turned a profit in five years. During that time, I found another four-unit building, which I purchased in cash. My ex is an electrician and was extremely helpful, so we got together quite fast. We spent a lot of time together. He helped me with many projects and supervising the labor. But he dug us into a hole. He proposed after a year and we got married. Um, he began to manage the second rebuild property. He told me he knew more than I did about the project management. Um, she said she invested 140000 He invested forty. Three years later, the project was not finished. When I questioned him, he got angry and frustrated. During the pandemic, our project led to awful tension because he had lied about what happened to our budget, the money I invested, and what, why the project was not even 50% complete. He dug us into a hole and spent money on things I told him not to buy. We went over our original budget. The woman says, my husband left me in August. He gave up on the project and our marriage. He said our marriage and business stressed him out. (laughs) I never judged him. And I knew I made twice as much as he did when we met, but that did not matter to me. I paid for most of our expenses the time we were together. 
He tried to return in February, but he ended up fighting. Now he wants 40000 invested in my building that he tore apart and left destroyed. I could have finished it two years ago, and I remained in ch- had I remained in charge. I have nothing legal in writing. I called an attorney who said the divorce could cost me $15,000. Um, she said she's not a big wig, but there's more that she talks about. Um, but she's trying to figure, figure out what she do. I think, you know, one thing, you never let someone overtake your project and tell you they can do it better when they haven't even improved it themselves before. So my advice was to her, well, she learned a valuable lesson on that, but never, never do that. Um, and then, yeah, get get ready to go because I think this is going to be a thing where you have to talk to your lawyer, get a good lawyer, get the lay of the land, legal landscape. You know, you bought properties, um, you bought the first one while you weren't together, the second one he invested in, so that may be commingled properties. Um, but get bank statements, get all those things ready uh, to show credit card statements, emails to show what you contributed to the marriage. As you said, you were pretty much making more and covering a lot of the different things during that time. Um, and so that could help you. But again, this is the thing that where you might have to start from scratch in the sense of you will dug yourself in that hole, but it's a lesson learned. Um, and, and hopefully it bodes well to learn this lesson quickly and change course and course correct from there. But yeah, I feel like all these are like just, well, I guess that's the point of them. It's learning lessons, but all of them are just like bad relationships and stuff. But that happens to some people. Hey, this is a great, great time. Of course, New Street, Team New Street, of us getting back into talking about different things. One, share with your family and friends. Keep growing the community. Two, we are in the throes of summer. Hope it's going well and healthy and safe for everyone. And we will talk to you next week.